Hey guys and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. Wherever you are, I hope you're well, I hope you're warm if you're here in the UK. Um, we have been hit with uh, some fairly cold weather but I'm not going to say too cold because there's probably people listening to this in the uh, out there in the world where it's a, it's a lot, lot colder than, I think it was like minus six, minus seven here. Um, I'm sure when I stayed in Michigan for a year after school it was... Uh, easily minus 15 at times quite consistently in the morning so anyway um i'm sure everyone is is maybe struggling to get their their steps in but 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 uh, a lot of my clients and i'm sure uh, you listen out there have got that little um like it's, it's like a tiny little treadmill um, loads of my clients have just said they've just plopped it right in front of the tv and that's how they're kind of getting their steps in which uh, is genius absolutely genius particularly when uh, as prep coaches, we use um, steps as a means or like as a tool to, to help elicit more fat loss. So like if a client's um, stalled in progress or whatever, we want to, to push and get more fat loss off, then we maybe up their steps. So when it's fucking cold and it's dark, it's getting dark like half three, quarter to four, um, and you look at your, your, your Fitbit or whatever you're using, it's um, the last thing you want to do is go out and do 2,000 steps in, in, in the ice. Plus, we all know that when it's icy and snowy, the steps just take, you know, 13,000 times longer <laughs> than they do when it's when it's dry. So, yeah, one of my uh, top tips would be to get yourself one of those little uh, little fold-away treadmills, you could, you could say. If you have been following me on Instagram, you'll see that um, we are, Vida Physique, are sponsoring a class at Granite City, um, which is the first... Scottish show of the season in uh, 2023 next year this is something that I you know we we did it's been you know I sponsored them uh, a few months ago but they've only been sort of putting out posts the past couple of weeks so I guess that was the announcement that we are sponsoring class it's really important to us to support local shows or you could say say local it's about uh, an hour up the road for me but I mean like shows within Scotland because I feel like the past few years, Scottish bodybuilding is definitely growing. It's definitely, um, its popularity is increasing. And if you listen to this, like if you, you if you were there at Granite this year, you just know how busy that show was and the atmosphere was for like a, an IBFA show. It was crazy. It was almost as busy as PCA was the week following. So it's super important to myself and the team to support shows like that and to, to continue to help that show grow in its popularity over the years because... We've got 10 people going in to the show next year. I'm sure this past year we had four. The year before we had about, I think it was three, uh, two or three. But next year set for 10 and, you know, we are going to obviously look to, to push that number and keep it consistent year in, year out as much as we can. And uh, if you haven't already, please go do check out um, GCB UK, Grand City Bodybuilding UK on Instagram, give them a follow. Uh, if you are in Scotland, even if you're not competing, even if you're maybe competing the year after or you know whenever it is in the years to come, just get along and watch. It is such a good day. And uh, myself and the team, plus Emily, who's our videographer at 44.visuals on Instagram, we'll all be there capturing the day. Uh, please come and say hi, even if you're not part of the team and you listen to this podcast and you just get a good amount of joy out of it um, or, or whatever, please just do come say hi. I will be in my own little bubble because I'll be 
assessing 10 athletes very regularly across the day so I won't have much time but I'll always make the time to say hi and have a little bit of a, of a chat with you and I guess that kind of brings us on to today's episode or the, the theme, the, the, the subject of today's episode which is prepping over Christmas because the reason I wanted to do an episode on it is that I remember in the early days what my thought processes were like and if you're out there dieting for the first time, I understand that you maybe are apprehensive about prepping over Christmas or dieting over Christmas. You're you're nervous, you're maybe not sure what to do, you're confused. Hopefully by now, you I mean it's, it's it's 12 days to go to Christmas, right? Hopefully by now you've had a little bit of a of a chat with your coach about it. But you, you might be dieting yourself. I don't know, you know, if you're listening to this, you maybe can't afford a coach with um the rising energy bills and things like this. So give you a rough idea of kind of my mentality of um, what I do with my athletes and then also just like some tips on some staying motivated across the across this sort of time and being this far out uh, things that I've I've been mentioning to a couple of my athletes uh, the past the past week or so on calls um, so I think first off is that you should be able to have Christmas day off you should be in a position, you should have started dieting in a good position, you should have had a little bit of a push by now, you know, I check in this morning, I said to a client, let's have a little bit of a push for 12 days, and then let's back off Christmas Day and Boxing Day. So you should be in a position by now which you can have Christmas Day off, enjoy that time with your family, your friends, your loved one, your husband, your wife, kids, girlfriend, boyfriend, you know, mum, dad, whoever you're, whoever you're spending it with, you should be able to enjoy that time and switch off from bodybuilding but I understand that it can be really hard to do that but what I don't want you to do and maybe what I've done in the past is I don't want you to wish that day away and here's what I mean by that you wake up Christmas day you you, you know you go and eat a breakfast that your partner's made and you start then kind of naturally feeling guilty now you shouldn't right you should not feel guilty about that but you, you know sometimes you just can't help it feel guilty about that and then all of a sudden I don't know the lunch meal comes around whatever and again you, you have something again the guilt sort of builds and at that point you can you can just literally say in your head I can't wait till today's over I can't wait till today's finished so I can just get back on the diet I don't feel you should think that about Christmas Day. You know, Christmas Day is a is a period of time that you should celebrate, you know, time with your loved ones. And you should enjoy that time and be fully in the moment and not elsewhere. And if you are thinking about my diet tomorrow or getting back on plan, you, your head's elsewhere and you're not you're not giving your loved ones that time. It should be a day or a couple of days where you're able to spend some time away from bodybuilding and be present. I guess that's the word I was probably looking for. Be present with with your loved ones. So if you haven't and you're listening to this podcast, maybe maybe you have a little bit of a push for the next 12 days. But the thing is, listen, you guys know if you listen to this podcast regularly, you should have mapped the journey out anyway. You should kind of roughly know where you um, want to be by what time. If not, your, your coach will know. And I'm sure that if uh, you want to know, you can have a word with them. But with a lot of my athletes, I kind of say, look, this is where I roughly think stage weight will be. So I kind of know in my head, right, they need to be here. They need to be ex- here by this point, here by that point. But then again, we always go off of visuals. And 
I might say to someone, right, I want you to be a set weight by the end of December, and they get there and I go, holy shit, they are way leaner at that weight than I thought they would be. Or I might say, oh, actually, uh, they're actually a bit fatter than I thought, and we need to push more. But this is the beauty of having uh, a plan in place. And I guess the beauty of experience and just kind of knowing um, what to do and what not to do um, with with your athletes. But back to the um, back to the subject. So, what I would suggest that you do is, as I said, is maybe have a little bit of a push now and have at least Christmas Day off. What I say to my athletes is usually majority of people have um, like they have something on Christmas Eve. Or they have something on Christmas Day. Now that, uh, sorry, Boxing Day. Now that could mean like they always have like a special family uh, family event on Christmas Eve that they, they do. Or maybe uh, you have, maybe you have parents that are separated. So you spend, you know, you have two separate Christmas days. And that means that you're at your mum's one day, you're at your dad's the other. Or, you know, maybe you're at your partner's mum's one day, partner's dad's. And then you're at your, then you're at your mum and dad's or, or whatever it is. So that's why I always say, look, Christmas Eve night have off, Christmas Day have off, or you know, Christmas Christmas Day off, and then maybe a meal on Boxing Day off. Then that way it does allow for uh, a fair bit of freedom. You could you could say a fair bit of freedom for enjoying those occasions. But here's the thing: most gyms, if you listen to this podcast and you train, um, you train at a gym, most gyms are open on Christmas Eve, maybe morning to, to late afternoon. And majority of them, I mean, some even open on Christmas Day for a few hours. And then the majority of them will be open on Boxing Day. I know that the, the pure gyms and the 24-hour ones, they're, they're open all, all year. So if your gym shuts, like let's say you train at like a Bannentines or a David Lloyd or whatever, right? They're closed Christmas Day. But if you really, really wanted to train, Christmas Day. Uh, let's say you're let's say you're out there and you're single, and uh, you know you don't do the family stuff. So you live on your own and you don't do the family stuff till uh, mid afternoon. You know, in the Christmas morning you're maybe lonely, maybe not maybe not much to do. If you want to go train, just go train. Like that's okay. You're you're allowed to do that. If it then helps, uh, makes you feel you know more comfortable and allows you to switch off to ease off the diet around your family, then I'd encourage you to do it. Right. Christmas Eve, the good thing is for those of you that work Monday to Friday, um, Christmas Eve is a Saturday, right? Brilliant. The gym's open on a Saturday. You could probably train on a Saturday. So you train Christmas Eve. So if you have the Christmas Christmas Eve family things on, uh, you'll get the transition. And why am I saying this? Well, the extra food that goes in, it will more likely be utilised for sort of recovery, uh, in- increasing intramuscular or, or intratriglyceride uh, fullness. Um, opposed to if it was on a rest day, right? Now, of course, Christmas Day, you could take that off, that's fine. And that extra food, you know, no, uh, it's not going to magically add fat. Um, but having the train sessions in Christmas Eve and Boxing Day really do help, dis- that's the word I'm for, distribute the extra food that's going in. So some of the, the Christmas pies you've had across Christmas Day, when you go in, you've got a big dirty leg session, you know, giving it the, giving it the bit fucking beans on the hack squat. You, that those men's pies have been put to use, but what I want to also give you is more like a logical explanation of why it's all right to have um, some some uh, some meals off. Now, I'm going to say this quite bluntly. 
Enjoy that day, but don't eat like a fud. Don't eat like an absolute bellend. Just eat like an adult. Enjoy yourself, but don't see it as a means to write. When I wake up, I'm going to have a bag of family share minstrels. Uh, then you know, then I'm going to have fully cooked Scotch breakfast. Then I'm going to have a full tub of Pringles. Then I'm going to have a couple of you know fucking lawn rolls. Then I'm going to have a Christmas dinner. Then I'm going to have Chinese at night. You know, don't. I'm not saying go do that. I'm saying enjoy yourself. Just don't eat like a vanny. But when we look at energy balance, right? Energy balance is a fancy word for the balance between the amount of calories I put in my body, so the amount I eat, and then the amount of calories that come out of my body. So not meaning like passing passing out of my body, I mean like movement, how many calories I burn, how many calories I expend. So that's what energy balance means. So when we're dieting and we're trying to achieve fat loss, we're trying to get our, ourselves in a negative energy balance. That is how we lose fat. At the end of the day, our body kind of goes, right, this is how many calories I need to live. Okay, this is how many calories net I've got at the end of the day. So to make up that difference, I need to utilize some things such as your fat stores to get myself up to that point where I need calories to just live. That's how fat loss works. Now with every pound of fat that you take off, it becomes that much harder to lose the next pound. That being said, energy balance and negative energy balances is spread out over time, days, weeks, what I found with a couple of athletes you know, started dying a few weeks ago, first uh, first maybe 10, 12 days, 13 days, not much happening, and then all of a sudden, boom, drop, 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 drop. And, and a lot of them in those first 10, 11, 12 days were like, oh my God, you know, weight's not moving much, visually we're not looking like we're changing much, and all of a sudden, get leaner, get leaner, scale drop, scale drop, scale drop, scale drop, because they're just accumulating that negative energy balance, and I'm like, right now, we're cooking a gas. So, what I'm trying to get at is, the one day or the night and the day that you have off, it doesn't put you into a calorie surplus. I want you to take one phrase away from this podcast, and I said this to a client this or checking this morning, is that you cannot add body fat in a calorie deficit. I'll repeat that. You cannot add body fat in a calorie deficit. So if we know, right, to lose one pound of body fat, it takes a three and a half thousand calorie deficit accumulated over time. Let's say you're um, in a 500 calorie deficit a day or roughly thereabouts, right? Seven days will lose you one pound of, of body fat. Now, when you take into consideration how much you maybe move Christmas Eve, Boxing Day, you're training and whatnot, the one day that you maybe have, let's say you're, maintain, you know, you're, you're on... Uh, let's say, uh, well, it depends <laughs> if you're listening to this, right? Because some bikini girls maybe are on 1,800 calories and 1,600. I've got some bodybuilders who are still on 4,000 calories and 3,000 calories, right? So it totally depends. But that one day where you have Christmas Day, okay, Christmas meals, some extra, it's it's not going to ru- take you out of the the total deficit and it's not it's nowhere near going to put you into a, a surplus because the next day you go straight back into your diet. So that's what I'm trying to get at, is that yes, you'll um, you'll step on the scales on Boxing Day, they will be up, they will be up, stop freaking out, you don't need to freak out, think back to the phrase that I said, you can't add body fat in a calorie deficit, what you, what you will have done is you will have increased your intramuscular stores of, of glycogen, your intramuscular triglyceride stores, and you'll feel quite full and you'll have a fair bit of fluid retention and you will be primed, absolutely primed to give it the absolute big old hee-haw on the hack squat, the pendulum squat, the hacks, you know, 
the, the Smith squat, whatever it is, you're going in. I bet you'll, I bet you have a tremendous session. Performance will be great. Maybe you'll obviously do your, your cardio as well, and you feel class for that. But as I says, you know, you should be able to um, enjoy that day. Accept that scale will go on. Um, have a fantastic session on on the Boxing Day or Christmas Eve or whatever, and uh, not worry about your prep being ruined. <laughs> if you're dieting right now, the, the the first Scottish show of the season is fourteen and a half weeks away. The shows thereafter are sixteen and a half because PC Scotland's two weeks after Granite. So you you have a bunch of time, and that one day, you know, you're not going to look back. On the 26th of March or the 9th of April or 15th of April or whatever it is, you're not going to look back then and think, fuck, I wasn't ready because I had Christmas Day off. Because I ate a Christmas... You know what I mean? You're not going to do that. Not being ready is the accumulation of poor adherence over the entirety of your prep. So if you're not ready, you you know, don't be looking for an excuse and, don't, and certainly don't blame Christmas Day, Christmas Eve or Boxing Day. Um, at the start of your prep is the reason why you're not ready. What you should uh, you shouldn't be looking for any reason really. I think that if you're not ready, you got to accept it and and just not not compete. But I understand that being motivated at this time of the year when you're so far away from your shows at times could be difficult, could be challenging. On the, uh, you know at the same the same time as that. The, the harsher side of me thinks that it's bullshit and that you should be motivated if you're prepping because you you're you're standing on stage in very little you know very little clothing um covering your your most private parts and you've been judged so that should be your motivation like to to be the best you could be or to be better than the year before to be you know what if you're aiming for a place and a win and overall whatever is that that's your fucking motivation to keep going regardless of right you're at the start of your prep and you just don't look that lean now like at the start of the prep no one looks no one looks brilliant right you're in that point where like you're not full, you're not really full you're not really lean you're kind of like at that in between no one is motivated all the time but I think the guys and girls out there that do the best are the ones that are just disciplined, 100% disciplined all the time. Doesn't matter if it's cold, they get their steps in. Doesn't matter if it's raining or it's frosty or it's icy, they find a way to get their steps in. It doesn't matter if, uh, you know, the, the the supermarket they go to is running up potatoes, they fucking go to another supermarket and get potatoes. You know what I mean? Like, I think discipline over everything is the thing that will get you to, to where you want to be. And I had a chat with a couple of clients on calls this week about, you know, just their their journey and their attains or, or lack of at times. Um, and, and just mentioned that, you know, no one can get lean in a day. No one can get lean in a day. It's the accumulation of um, small things over a period of time that gets you lean, right? The, okay, I hit my steps that day, I ate my meals that day, I did my cardio that day, I trained that day, the next day, okay, I did the same thing. It's that accumulation. But sometimes that end goal can seem so far away that uh, complacency can can set in. However, I'm, you know, I'm sorry to tell you that if you, like I said a couple of clients, I was like, if you don't nail it every single week from here, I was like, you will not be ready. And I guess sometimes if it's, if it's their first time, um, or perhaps it's their second time, but they're trying to get a lot leaner than the first time. That can be really hard to understand and comprehend. But I'll say, I'll say, look, I'm not not bullshitting you. I was like, if if you're not on it from here on out, 
we won't hit our targets, we won't be ready and we'll need to pull out. And sometimes you maybe need to hear that. Sometimes you need to, to, to hear someone say that because then you go, holy shit, and it maybe then you then buck up your ideas. But as I said, I do feel that um, you shouldn't need... Like, t- hey, Yvonne, do you have any you know, tips for motivation? I'm like, you shouldn't need tips for motivation because, like, th- this should just be something that you fucking love doing. Like, bodybuilding, the process, the journey. Understand, maybe you don't love competing. Like, I personally never loved competing. Competing was just the icing on the cake for me. It was the journey, it was the bodybuilding, it was the training and everything else that came in between. The challenge of, right, like, how, how, how physically hard can I push myself and my body and my mind? And, like, I think that every other sport in the world like it's so different sports are so different in their challenge on the body but no other sport requires this level of conditioning other sports they um they ask for a certain amount of performance of muscularity and and speed and agility and and whatnot whereas with bodybuilding it's a case of well you know it kind of asks you to control control starve yourself for many months and no other sport will really ask you to, to, to do that no sports don't ask the sport doesn't ask you to do that but I guess that's what you need to do to, to get to to the end but I just think that you you always need to be thinking about the end goal like every single day when I prep every single day I, I think about before every single set I think about how I want to look I think about what I'm going to be like stepping on stage how I'm going to feel how I'm going to look etc etc how my, how my routine is going to go I think of every single day, particularly the hard days, the days where you just want to eat, eat the kitchen, um, the days where you're on the stairmaster and you know, you have an hour or you have forty five minutes or whatever, you're twenty minutes in and every single voice in your head is telling you stop. You have to have that thought process to keep you going. But for me, uh, one 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 sort of tip I'm going to give you, and you've probably heard this if you've listened to this podcast for a long time, um, going back to when I did a summary of my prep um, last year. One thing that kept me going was I always attached, um, for me, a really strong reason behind behind the process, the why, what was my motivator. My motivator um, in anything I've done has always been uh, my wife, my family. At the time when I was prepping, it was my family-to-be. You know, um, Our son wasn't here, um, and our second son, who's imminently here, wasn't uh, was just a twinkle in his mum's eye at the time. So... For me, it was always a case of like, right, I'm doing this, I'm prepping, um, and I'm trying to succeed for my family. And that sounds really silly because you're like, well, well, it doesn't matter how you do, like on stage, that's not impacting your family. And no, you're you're right. But what it meant is that it meant I was, it, it pushed me to do an hour and a half of cardio a day um, to, to eat below 2,000 calories for like a guy that's usually walks around at 100 and, 27 kilos in his off season is not a lot of food um, and it was really mentally challenging to, to do that but it was actually pretty easy when like whenever I felt that challenge I would, I would think of you look you're doing this for your son you're doing this for your wife you're doing this for your family and, and your future because for as much as my success on stage didn't dictate my uh, you know my success in business moving forward I I sort of quite quite strange on my head put them together and thought right I need to do well for my business to succeed to support my family. And that was my big, big driver, my motivation. Um, 
rather than, oh, you know, I just want to look good on stage. That, and I think that when you have such a, a strong reasoning behind why you're doing it, um, the process just becomes so easy. So, so easy. Um, however, there, there's maybe some people out there, and I've got some clients that they just fucking love competing. They absolutely love it. They love the day. They love winning. They love getting better each year. They like progressing, you know, whether it's up, up the categories or whether it's going from the junior, the novice to the open classes. It's going from winning, uh, you know, placing to then winning a show to then placing in the British finals to winning the finals to then winning overall, blah, blah, and just climbing that ladder. Um, and, and if that's you, brilliant. Fucking, that's that's amazing. It was never, like, I personally uh, always wanted to win a British title and I've never not really got any goals thereafter now in regards to competing. Um, and it's why I've been so kind of all right with uh, taking a bit of my, you know, my competitive um, journey on stage, taking a bit of a back seat because I'm like, well, I don't really know if I'll have a desire to achieve anything else than that. So if I went back on stage, I wouldn't get the same fulfillment because I feel like I've ticked it off. So this is why, like with my, with uh, our firstborn, um, coming around, I took a bit of a back seat. Um, well, more sort of the last four five months of this year, I still pushed the very much pushed the first part of this year, um, and then when we found out our second one was coming along, it was like right, okay, I'll back off for a few years. And I'll maybe come back as I'm a masters because I'm 33 in March, and the masters here in the UK is 35 and over for some categories. So I'm like, well, kind of makes sense. I would know that if I wanted to do this again, I would need to get better upper upper body-wise. Um, but whether there's a desire to do that or not, I have, as, as you've kind of known before, I've got such a stronger desire to be the best fucking coach I could be, to try and be one of the best coaches in the UK and to give my athletes the best support I can. Now, if I then, because bodybuilding's selfish, if I then prep, it's incredibly selfish and I have to put myself first at times. But also your thought process, your mind is uh, it's getting pushed and pulled, right? So you're focused on trying to be the best athlete you can be, but at the same time you've got to try and be a good coach. Well, I'm putting all my energy into just being a great coach. I'm still training, I'm still fucking loving it, it's still lifting heavy. Um, I was surprised I was able to lift uh, stiff like 240 last week. That was very nice to be like, okay, well, I'm you know, not tracking my food and I'm still running TRT, but I'm still able to maintain uh, my strength. And that's just because I value being strong. I love it, but I do realise I'm going a little bit off off the beaten path, as some might say. But as I said, in in a calorie deficit, you can't lose. So you can't add body fat. Remember that? And that great things are not done by impulse. Instead, they're a series of small things brought together. So your prep, you will not get peeled overnight. You'll get peeled by doing the, the absolute basics to your highest ability day in, day out. When all those days are accumulated, when you get to that end point, when you get to that stage, there's no better feeling than looking back and just kind of knowing right before you're on stage, thinking, I couldn't have fucking done any more. I did everything that my coach wanted me to do. I did all the cardio, I did all the steps, I ate my meals, I didn't overeat, uh, you know, I'm staying from, uh, you know, fucking having the chocolates in the office or, you know, the biscuits or whatever it is and it's such a fulfilling feeling and if you've never done it, that will re sound really silly but once you've done it, you'll be like, yeah, I know what you mean and and, and that's the thing, it's, it's hard, I guess, if, if you've never done this before and this is why I think that you should, like, if you want to do, if you want to prep people, like, you have to do it yourself first because there's just no way you can relate 
to how that person's feeling when they are four weeks out, six weeks out, eight weeks out, when they are loading, when they're drying out, their worries, their concerns, but also how, how like the joy that they get and how proud they will be of themselves on the day. Uh, it's, it's, it's a feeling like no other. I find it really hard to, to put into words at times. So, um, I guess that's it for me. I've kind of probably rambled more than I thought I would. I thought when I was kind of thinking of the topic of uh, today's podcast, I thought, hmm, I might struggle to do a full like you know 25, 30 minutes on that. But I think I've, I think I managed okay. But wherever you wherever you are in the world, um, I do wish you happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year when the time comes. And wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.